say that this was a good impulsive decision. It was like the day before were we booking this cruise thing or this, you know, um, snorkeling trip. So it was good that I didn't have too much time to think about it. It was more of just, yeah, jumping into it. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where each episode we share the stories of individuals that are living out their bucket slash life goal lists. I am your host, Roger Williams, and through hearing our guests' adventures, my goal is that you will find encouragement and empowerment to add and cross items off of your list. Welcome, everybody. Glad you could be here for another episode of the Crossing Off Podcast. I am here with Daisy Pineda. Daisy describes herself as a travel writer, blogger, author, um, and she's quite an adventurer, and her story is going to be awesome. I'm really excited for you to hear it. Daisy, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. So tell us, what's the one thing that you crossed off your list that we're going to talk about today? Yeah, so that one for me was swimming in open water. Okay. I, yeah. So describe what open water is. What does that mean? I mean, I mean, swimming is swimming to yeah. most people, but open water. Yeah, like a, a pool. <laughs> yeah, so in a pool, obviously there's edges you can hold on to. There's mm-hmm. there's times where you can just pop out, and for me, that wasn't enough to overcome my my fear of just being in water. So I was like, we got to go into into an ocean. We have to go to where there's nothing else for me to hold on to. And it's really conquering that fear. Um, I drowned when I was was a kid. They had to pull out water from me and and do that whole process. So I didn't really go into pools for a very long time. So open open water is just ocean, ocean for me. Ocean. So you couldn't touch. There was no sandbar underneath you. There was no nothing. No. free out there no they gave me nothing (laughs) yeah it was it's just diving into the fear completely like literally (laughs) so go back and explain like what happens when you you know went through your experience younger what was what was going on and how did that did that how did that affect you moving forward as far as being in water yeah so I think I was eight years old and I was learning how to swim we were in Mexico and in Puerto Vallarta, I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. heard of that. Yep. So we had a hotel and my uncle decided that it would be really funny to push me into a like 14 foot at deep pool. Mm. And when I got in there, I just couldn't, I couldn't swim. I couldn't do anything. I just remember splashing around, having my arms waving and blacking out, just drowning. And then the next thing I knew they were taking me out of the water like pulsing my chest and and I was throwing up water and I was so freaked out I thought I had died and that was my past life and <laughs> I had I took me a very very long time to ever go back into water in general any sort of pool and I always avoided it I have a little bit of PTSD when I go and shower like sure. if it ever gets into oh, wow. my nose feel that all over again yeah just something as simple as a shower so it stuck with me for a long time and when I turned 21 I started you know crossing other things off my bucket list and I decided 
why don't I put, you know, going into an open ocean of water onto my bucket list? It's more, it, it connects to a fear. Sure. So, yeah. So that's, that's the process of it. And so did you talk about like not even be able to get into the shower? Um, yeah. How did that affect like socializing? And you know, huh. when people said, hey, we're having a pool party, come over. What was like, how did I Daisy did react? <laughs> I did not go to any sort of pool parties. I did not, I didn't even have a swimsuit. I had to buy a swimsuit for me to go into the ocean. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, and my, my high school had a pool and I had to explain to them, like I had to be in the kiddie pool. I couldn't go into the, the bigger one. And I explained to them just, I have this huge fear and it makes me freak out. I have an anxiety attack when I go into, sure. I, I feel the water surrounded by me. It feels like it's contracting me and just like it's squeezing me. I can't explain mm. it. So yeah, that yeah. would be, that'd be hard to live with. Um, mm. So what you, you're 21, you're starting to cross things off your bucket list. Yeah. What what gave you the courage to say I'm going to put this Do on it? there, yeah. like, or just or just triggers. put it on the list, right? I mean, yeah. you have all these triggers and everything that's going on around you as far as this item goes. How, yeah. how did you get, you know, how, yeah. how did it feel to be able to say, okay, I'm putting this on my list? Yeah, I think having a person to keep you accountable for things was mm. was key for me because at the time um, I had just gotten engaged to a boy yes at 21 and we went back to Puerto Vallarta we were we went there for like kind of like our engagement moon sort of thing and we were just looking at all the things that we could do and one of them was um, snorkeling like going going snorkeling in the in the middle of the ocean and I was like I don't know if I can do it it doesn't seem like I, I would be able to, I I'm obviously afraid. And he was just like, you know, I'll be there with you. You know, I, mm-hmm. I got you, like, I'll watch over you and, and you'll be okay. And so I, I just pulled the trigger. He really did help me out of just pushing me to, to do that. So I think not, having, not literally, but just figured. It yeah, was. not literally. He didn't push me in there, but I, I had to, I had to personally jump in there, which took a very long time. <laughs> I will say that it took like a full minute of me standing over the edge of the boat and choosing, choosing to jump inside. So, so you went back to Puerto Vallarta and you, mm-hmm. uh, you went on an excursion, like a, just a snorkeling excursion. That's what it was. It wasn't like specifically designed for people that have fears of water. It was, no, okay. no, it was just a very small group of, it was like 10 people and the boat had, um, an open bar. So it's good that, you know, I had some alcohol in me. I think I'll, I'll say that helped me out a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, I think I was like six drinks in though. So I was, I was super nervous to a point where I was like, we got to keep going. Like my nerves aren't, aren't shattered yet. So um, yeah, that's, that's what it was, but we had snorkeled and done like a little bit of it I had like a life vest but I want when we came back I wanted to just jump in fully they gave us the option to they're like if you're if you feel safe enough like you guys can just go into open open water yeah wow, that is uh that's very impressive that you overcame that fear and you put that on oh. your bucket list I really um appreciate that it's not just like you said it's not just like going someplace and checking it off 
going yeah. to Vegas or something like that. This is actually something that you had to mentally prepare for. Was there anything specific that you did before the trip to like mentally prepare yourself for it? Mm, no, I, we, I didn't go into the trip thinking, okay, this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. It did help that I didn't have that time though, because I can see myself backing out. I think some impulsive things can be good for you. Sure. Some other impulsive things can be bad for you. But <laughs> I want to say that this was a good impulsive decision. It was like the day before were we booking this cruise thing or this, you know, um, snorkeling trip. So it was good that I didn't have too much time to think about it. It was more of just, yeah, jumping into it. And so you're on the edge of the boat for several minutes and you're yes. gaining, the, <laughs> gaining the liquid courage to, to, to jump in. Yeah. You do it. And how does it, how do you initially feel when you hit that water? Um, I was scared very, like very, very quickly was I scared and it didn't help that there were coral reefs under me. So I thought mm-hmm. I like kicked a fish or something. Um, or just feeling something under the, also the open ocean. It's it's like, you don't know what's under there. Right. That's also a a bit of the scary part too. But I had that same feeling of feeling contracted and it just took some time. It was warm water, which, which was nice. Um, But I was in there for just like swimming around for two to three minutes. And then I also had um, my fiance at the time, he was just by me, which, which felt uh, like very good. And there were also lifeguards like on the boat. So yes, I have this huge safety net around me, Right. but ultimately I did, I did still feel like I did it on my own um, and that I did get to conquer that fear. And now I'm able to go a little bit more into pools. I don't have as much of that feeling when I'm in the shower. So I did feel like it gave me a step closer to um, just feeling more comfortable in water. That's good. Yeah. And so what is the, what is the number one takeaway? Like, did it bring you joy? Did it bring you relief? How did you feel when you got back onto the boat? What was that? What was that experience like after you'd done it? Mm, a part of me was like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't lie. But a part of me just felt good that I that I did that. And it's also nice when you go to like your day to day and you have this fear again of like maybe going into a pool um, and just looking back on that experience, being like, you know what, like I actually did go into the ocean and I actually did overcome this part. Like, why can't I do this with other things, too? Like, I have a fear of public speaking. So I took a public speaking class, which was doing like almost every single day was it something different for us and we had to present. So I'm now adapting that into, yeah, just my day-to-day life, trying to, to put that same concept into other areas of my life. Besides swimming in open water because that was definitely your fear if somebody else had um something in their life that they wanted to overcome and put it on their bucket list what would be something generally that you would suggest to them that they need to focus on or do as they they prepare or decide that they're going to put that thing that they need to that they need to overcome on their bucket list 
Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of the the fear that someone can have. Well, one of my big ones is public speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if someone had a pretty big fear of getting in front of like a crowd, I would I would say jump into it. Like, don't give yourself too much time to think about it. Um, really, like, just live. It felt yeah. like I was living at that point. Wow. And you feel so much better afterwards. It's like um, that saying where you choose to do something hard right now to gain peace later. And if you have peace right now and you do the easy route it's going to be harder for you later on Mm -hmm. so you're only dragging it on a little bit longer and maybe compounding that fear as time goes on so i would say just maybe like baby steps maybe maybe don't jump into to things so much but um you really don't lose anything from it you only gain from it yeah an experience or a story you know yeah but. taking on those taking on those things that are fearful to us can, mm-hmm. can help us down the road that's for sure I, the only thing i can barely relate to it is tattoos because i have lots of tattoos oh. and i've taken I, I usually take a long time before i put something on my body permanently or semi-permanently as it may be <laughs> But, the um, way. I yeah. got a tattoo the day of. There you go. Well, see, that's <laughs> see, I love those kind of tattoos because they've got a story behind them and they and they definitely mean something to you. And and that's yeah. awesome. I I was uh recently traveling and I I got some tattoos in Italy and it was uh it was very, very different for me because it was spur of the moment. And yeah, those are had, the greatest stories. Yeah, I had not <laughs> I had not done that before. I'd taken a lot of time. Now it was it was something that I kind of wanted to always do, but it was like the idea hit me exactly, you know, in the middle of the night. And I'm just like, Oh, mm-hmm. I can do that. Walk down the street, found, found a parlor and got it done. But that's not typically the way I would do it. So yeah. um, awesome. So what, what is something that's uh, still on your list that you want to cross off? That's different than this, that maybe not necessarily be a, an, an item that you are, have to overcome something. Yeah, I actually have it on my notes. And I've had a bucket list since I was like 15 years old. When I got my driver's license, I wanted to get as fast as I could. And I was like, I want to, I want to be able to just go wherever I want to go and start experiencing things. And so I've had one for a very long time. And some of them are aligned with fears that I have, Mm -hmm. but you know, a majority of them do do not, but I don't think I'm a great singer and I don't really sing <laughs> in front of anyone. So um, one of them is to do karaoke, like there you go. Go to go somewhere and have the confidence of just singing in front of people and just having fun. It doesn't have to be so serious about it. Yeah, yeah. So one of them is karaoke. <laughs> that, that, that's awesome. I did it one time and it was in front of two other people and I knew the two other people, so <laughs> yeah. it was no big deal. But it was, but it was like, straight up karaoke bar I was just not busy that night so it's know. a good first step isn't it before yeah. there's like a hundred people in a in a bar and you just choose to do karaoke what song would you choose um don't stop believing I know that <laughs> song like the back of my hand I work for I used to work for weddings 
So uh-huh. he would, the DJ would just always put that song on at some point. And I loved it each time. I never got tired of it. And I think it's just such a happy song. So I would do Don't Stop Believing for sure. <laughs> nice. <laughs> what What happened at 15? And you said you got your driver's license, but what happened at 15? You know, so, so often we think that, a bucket list is for old people like me you know thinking about their mortality all that kind of stuff why at 15 was it so important for you to create a bucket list Mm, I think it goes back to some of my fears when I was a kid um, I had some passings throughout my life like seeing grandparents get sick and family members just leave or cousins getting into car accidents and that built up this fear of mine of, of kind of dying or just um, not living to full my full potential and not doing everything that I want to do. And I have, I have anxiety and sometimes that pushes me back from doing some things that I would like to do and face. So yeah, when I turned 15, I was like, you know what, we're getting a car and that car is somewhat of my freedom I'm able to mm-hmm. drive wherever I would want to go to and go with my friends and and just experience things so um, I got a job and every dollar that I made was mostly back onto my experiences and I, I don't regret that whatsoever yeah would think yeah. not for sure yeah. what at 15 is your list a lot different now than it was? I'm surely you've crossed some things off, but do you, do you ever go back and like look at the list when you started it? And like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I was 15. What was I thinking? Or is it, yeah. are the things that are still there? What's the list? What's the difference between the list at 15 and where you are now? Yeah, when I was 15, it was a lot of little things. Like go to, go to a museum in San Francisco, like, or, or drive to another state. That was a big one for me that, that I was very happy crossing off. It was, um, it was kind of like baby steps. And I feel like throughout the time that you do start crossing off things off your list, um, the bigger that they get, you know, like at a point, it's like, oh, I've done all these things. Like what's next? What's, Mm -hmm. what's the bigger picture? What are we going to, what are we going to accomplish next there? So my, my list is definitely different. It is a little bit bigger. Now I have more of like the pyramids of Egypt and um, Venice and other countries and stuff. Um, but I'm also still trying to tie in some of my my little fears into that too. And this also helped me out realize that again, because now looking at my list, there's there's not as many as I would want there to be. And so I want to tie that back into there. Yeah. once that deal with some of the fears that you have anxieties that you have yeah anxiousness um social anxiety so I was studying computer science solely because I didn't want to conversate with people and I chose the easy route it felt like I just I got comfortable at a, at a point and um, I noticed that, hey, all we're doing is just being inside in my computer. We got we to gotta go out there. So I, I flipped the switch and I started doing marketing because that's only talking right. to people. Right. Yeah. So I'm trying to change my life into a way where it's okay to be uncomfortable. And, and that, cha- that changes you. That makes you grow. If people want to get in touch with you and talk to you about this or other stuff that you have going on or know more about your travel blog, 
How would they find you online? I'm mostly on Instagram. I think nowadays that's just the place to go, the place to be. I also have a website, but that's more for my work. Yeah, so Instagram would definitely be it. It's my name, daisy.pineda. Yeah, very simple, so. Great, we'll we'll put those in the show. We'll put that in the show notes so people want to talk to you about this. Uh, Daisy, I really appreciate you coming on. And talking about uh, this and having the courage to do that, not only because, say, public speaking is not one of your things, but I just really like the idea that a bucket list isn't necessarily these grand trips and, and adventures that, that can be relationship-based or it can be personal-based and um, or learning a skill. And, and it's all different kinds of things. And so you've been a great example today to listeners that it's not just, it's not just the grand travel adventures that need to go on yeah. your list, but it can be just about anything. Yeah. We got to celebrate the little wins in our life too, because they don't often come around. So I think it's nice to have little stepping stones there and it doesn't always have to be building a bridge. There you go. Yeah. Daisy, thank you so much for being here. I wish you all the luck and uh, continue crossing stuff off your list. Okay, yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you for all the questions. Like, you're very good at conversating with me. So it helps me out a lot too. I was like, how are we going to do open water here? But I appreciate it so much. And I love being on here. As a reminder to our listeners, in this episode's show notes, you will find links to learn more about this week's guests and information on how you can cross this item off of your list. You can follow my adventures of crossing items off my bucket list on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, new episodes of this podcast are available to stream every Friday morning. We will meet you here next week. And until then, keep living out your list. 